I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Rockhouse Interior Room, and here it is. This is it. This is the moment you've all been waiting for, for it feels like several years now. You know, when I started telling this story, I didn't know where it would take me uh, all of the time. You know, we went on a lot of meandering little circular paths here and there. I talked about a lot of things that, you know, maybe you, strictly speaking, haven't heard in the, the traditional oral story of the brute force but but of course all of us knew we would eventually get to this this moment that the the, the the very reason why so many places you know depending on your local tradition either celebrate realignment day or, or restoration day right it's it's it, for a lot of people's opinion the the most monumental thing not just the brute force ever accomplished but it's the most monumental thing anyone any mortal being had ever accomplished uh, in, in the history of yours. Okay, so obviously it's a story that all of you may have your preconceived notions as to exactly how it all went down, but I, I, I dare say none of you have ever heard it told quite like this. Um, so please, uh, you know, once we get into the swing of it, I, I, I really must insist that nobody gets up to go use the bathroom. Okay, it's <laughs> just don't do it. It's 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 common etiquette really i mean this is this is it this is what you're here for and if you can't just hold it in for the next hour basically that's all you're really going to be here for if you can't do that just just pierce your pants my man just go ahead and just let it all out right down your leg because i'll tell you that's all you're doing with your life and generally you're just pissing down your own leg avoiding stories like this you know, all of that being said, if you do have a, like a particularly weak bladder, or if uh, you have a medical issue that would require you to use the facilities uh, in a shorter period than that, just go now, please. I mean, the very beginning of this is it's very Yarnov heavy, and if there's ever anything that you could miss, it's the Yarnov stuff, right? So don't feel like you're. I mean, you will come back and you'll be a little bit confused, but hopefully you sat next to a friend that's been taking notes, and you can just kind of peek over their shoulder. Well, to take you all back where we were last time, Ezra was in Hrindfell, in the Shrine of Whispers, ready to drop Honor's Law on the feudary mound of the Lion. Meanwhile, Mort and Cammy were in the Trickster's Grove, preparing to drop Deception's mask on the mound of the Fox himself. But Lola, Lola had recently escaped off, unbeknownst to her friends, stepping through a wither glass to place herself in the Eyrie itself where she hoped to have a conversation with the phoenix once Faith's fortune had been replaced. Now, the mathematically inclined of you will notice that's only three locations. Add in the two for the hyena and the elephant, and that leaves you with nine more locations, nine more uh, shrines to these dead and in-the-ground gods. And, uh, you know, of course, we don't talk all too much about what happened at all of those. But suffice it to say, Yarnoff screwed everything up. Every one of those Frankies was in mostly the wrong position. So we had to go through and straighten it all up and it was a whole mess. Took us forever. Um, but, you know, hey, we managed. We managed. And I don't want to throw too awful much of myself into this part of the story. But let's just say I was dead tired at this point. Because we had gone all over the world and fixed a lot of this stuff. And the unicorn in particular was very complicated. Because you know how difficult... I'm not going to get off on the tangent. There was a lot going on for all of us. But the final act of the plan was in motion. And surely nothing else would delay us any further. Ezra and Lola, it's Yanov. I, I think we found all the Frankies in the right place now. Um, is everything good on your end? You guys ready to go? Over. Uh, Yanov, hey, it's 
Mazra, you remember me from from the boat from before. Um, it's it's just I'm in place, and then Lima Bean is here, but uh, Lola Lola's gone, so it's just me and Lima Bean. O- over. Um, I really don't know how to respond. What do you mean she's not there? <laughs> can can you get her over? No, uh, repeat, it is just me and Lima Bean, a rat with a taste for blood and a soul filled with vengeance. Over. Um, okay. Uh, did she step out to use the restroom? I don't know what's going on here. Can, can you just go get her wherever she is and bring her in? This is kind of important. Over. I don't know why I'm, I'm actively trying to press a walkie I mean, I'm doing it too. <laughs> uh, no, she... She had a spare with her glass, and so she uh, disappeared again, leaving me with here with just just me and Lima Bean, the rat. Oh, over. Um. Okay. Um. I mean, I guess I can try to see if I can locate her. Um. Just give me a minute or two, I guess. I'll, I'll be back. Over. Okay. Over. All right, so Lola, you have stepped through a wither glass and you find yourself in um, what is probably the largest nest that you have ever seen. Um, and you've seen some big nests because you were born in oh, nostalgic. Um, it is uh, effectively to what you would seem at the top of the entire world. Um, it is on a massive gnarled tree branch that is overhanging off of um, the, well, I mean, you would imagine this mountain is exceptionally high if you could see too awful far down. Um, you're significantly above the clouds where you are. Right uh, and you are standing in the middle of, uh, well, I mean, it's a massive nest and the center of this nest is uh, all blackened and covered with uh, like ashy dust. <gasps> the air is so thin. Lola, are you there? It's uh, it's me, Yanov. Uh, Ezra says you're not with him and I'm hoping this is reaching you. Over. Oh, uh, hey, hey, Adolf. Sorry. Didn't really want to talk because people would try to talk me out of this. So, uh, I'm at, uh, the, I'm going to be where the Phoenix is coming. I I just need to have a little chat with him. See if we can smooth some things out. Uh, you know, everyone dying. Not super great for me. So, going to try to address that. A little bit busy. Uh, can we can we do the relic thing? Um, well, I know this is a, a really well, it's a really weird situation for all of us, and there's a lot of loss associated with what we're about to to do, and it's probably the most monumental and insane thing anyone has ever attempted in this world. But if we're not going to abide by the the policy of using these walkie-talkies and squelching when appropriate and saying over when we're done speaking, then, I mean, we're no different than than just the, the rest of the ragamuffins out there in the world just going crazy with chaos. So I really, I really must insist that we just, just try to keep it on the up and up, okay? Over. Sorry, I'll do better. Okay, but yeah, uh, that all still stands. I'm, I'm, I'm with the Phoenix. Are we, are we putting the relic? Are we doing the relic thing? Oh, hey, there's the Frankie. Uh, over. Uh, and I, I'm gonna walk over to the Frankie that's got the shield. Yep, he's got the shield. Okay. Hey, bud. Thank you so much for holding that for me. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take that right back and i'm gonna grab it from the frankie <laughs> uh the frankie gives it gives it freely but also the frankie i mean almost looks as if it smiles at you from behind its ham face uh it, if she sees any of these things emoting she's gonna scream real loud and need your kick it off of the nest ah! <laughs> sentience <laughs> She sends it flying down a mountain. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, this thing goes flying off the side of the nest. And uh, in a split second, it is dipped below cloud level and uh, never to be seen again ever. Um, but yeah, so now you are alone in the nest with um, some ash and a shield. And uh, you're largely ready to go. Uh, 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 God. God, 
Yanoff, I am good to go. And she gives a thumbs up, even though no one can see it. Over. Um, okay, so Ezra, good news and good news. Um, found Lola, and um, she's she's okay. Uh, she is currently up in the Crimson Mountains at, uh, at, the, at, the, at the Phoenix's Eyrie. Um, but it seems like she's okay there. She's got the shield. She's going to drop it. I guess that's where she wants to be. Um, so I think everything's good. So you're good to go. She's good to go, right? Am I am I reading all that correct? Over. Why, why'd she spill her beans to you? I wish she didn't tell me. What? Over. Um, I, I don't even know if she has any beans. <laughs> she might. Did she bring beans with her? Did, is this a lima bean reference? I mean... I'm kind of at a loss for words. Um, we're good. Are we good? Can you tell me we're good? I really need you to be good. Over. That's a big 10-4. That means yes. And walkie-talkie parlance. Over. I'm ready to drop. Not over. I'm ready to drop it. Over. Now. Now it's over. Over. Okay. Uh, Mort and Cammy, tell me you guys are good to go. Because uh, we're good to go. Ezra's good to go. Lola's good to go. Everything's great. Over. Uh, actually, uh, Yanov, um... Any chance you could send a wither glass through that's sort of attuned to where you are? Over? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. We we did spend time planning this, right? We I wasn't just it wasn't just me. We did plan plan some of this. I feel like everyone is sort of in deviation from the plan mode right now. Which is it's great. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not the I'm not the plan master or anything like that. The master of plans, but we're just kind of playing playing real hot and loose with plan plans over here. Uh, but I mean, I could sure. Are you are you coming this way then or over? Uh, no, not me. I mean, yes, we we did plan this, but you know, things happen, and we we only get one shot at this. We need to make sure everything's going well. If you could send that through. Uh, that would be great. And uh, perhaps put Moon Kevin on the line as well. Over. Um, okay, hold, hold on. Yeah, over. And uh, you set the you set the wither glass down for a second and another one uh, pops out from it. Uh, I pick it up. It's a little. It's a little warm still. It's like when you get something fresh off the copier. <laughs> um, yeah. Just one. One quick question: Is this one of the uh, weather glasses that you duplicate with the relics, or is this one of the ones which is actually going to work and send something to where it's meant to go? Over. Uh, yeah. So this is Moon Kevin. Um, Yanov said you wanted to talk to me, but I mean, I can go back and get. Yanov and ask him whatever, or you can talk to him. Do you do you need Yanov over? Oh, hi, Moon Kevin. Um, if you could just ask Yanov if this is one of the good with the glasses or one of the ones that he messed up. I mean, somebody messed up over. Uh, well, every weather glass I made was perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. They got to the place that they were supposed to go. Yeah, so he's not responding super well to that line of questioning. I'm trying. Not to have a, a, um, a bad day here. I'm trying not to have a bad day. Can you tell? Just tell him it's good. He is adamant that all of them are pretty good, though. So, like, over? Oh, okay, well, um, if it doesn't, then perhaps you could track track it down. Um, anyway, uh, Moon Kevin, I have a favor to ask of you. Um, because, you know, we don't quite know what's going to happen when we drop these rare exits. Very possible that I'm just going to cease to exist and collapse into a pile of bones. So, um, would would you be by any chance willing to to look after Rufus for me at all? Over. Uh, so like I don't really, I really don't get with the whole pets thing so much. Not, it's not really my jam. But um, I mean, he can come hang. If he wants to hang, does is that means that what Rufus wants to come hang? Because I mean, he can. I'm not gonna tell him what to do. Obviously, he's his own. He's his own dog. But um, yeah, I mean, he can hang. I've got I've got some treats and stuff that I like, and maybe he would think they're pretty 
cool too. It, it, good either way. Oh, over. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could just be sort of like a, a ship's dog, you know. Um, just, you know, sort of hang around on the ship, just as long as you know people feed him and and stuff. That that would be fine. Over. Yeah, <clears throat> totally. Yeah, everybody knows about ships' dogs. Uh, don't know why I didn't think of that in the first place so to- yeah ships dogs dogs love ships sounds good but hold on one second yanov we're gonna put this boat in the water right like we're not gonna be fine he said the magic oh, shit. yeah that's on. a really good point we, we would have died for sure yeah let's get this thing in the water oh he did not think of that i'm glad you mentioned it okay um so we're gonna set the boat down before anything else happens and then you just yeah, what, like, if you need to send Rufus this way, the boat will not be floating in the air when he gets here. Over. Okay, can you perhaps wait for Rufus before you put the, the boat in the water? Because otherwise he's, you know, going to appear 50 foot in the air and plummet to his doom, right? Over. That's not how they work. Just, just <laughs> let us put the boat down. Send the dang dog through. It doesn't just... Why did you need to talk to Moon Kevin for this? Over. Well, you know, Moon Kevin's a, a druid. You know, he's got an affinity with animals. I, I assumed that, you know, he would be the, the logical choice to, to look after Rufus. Over. Hey, Mort, big things happening here today. Big things happening, bud. Okay, so, like, we got the dog thing sorted. Let's, uh, let's, let's get a go at it. We're going to set the boat down so we don't all die. And then... We'll get this show on the road. Okay, uh, I'm going to put this down now for a little while because I'm trying to put the boat down to the place where we won't die. Over. Okay, thank you. Um, Stand by. Rufus will be on shortly. Over. Um, So Mort calls Rufus over to him. Um, And I assume Rufus comes over to Mort. No, he doesn't. He hates you. No. <laughs> um, and Mort like crouches down on the ground and like puts his hands uh, like holding Rufus's head. He's like, hey, hey, buddy. Um, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen now, but but I have to send you away now. I have to, to send you back to Moon Kevin. You like Moon Kevin, don't you, boy? No, he's... he's you. <sighs> Oh, don't be like that. Moon Kevin's fine. Um, it's just you you can't stay here because, you know, if if something happens then you'll be all alone. I mean, and I'm sure nothing will happen. I'm sure everything will be fine, but you know, it's just just a precaution, you know, boy? So so I just we we have to part ways now, okay? So throughout this entire conversation, Rufus is just sitting there with like his head cocked to the side in a very stereotypical confused puppy state he doesn't (laughs) understand what you're saying he doesn't really get this concept of leaving that is a very foreign concept to rufus and doesn't seem super on board okay well well rufus you you have to to go go sit over over there and and i'll send you away and rufus like doesn't move um, so I start walking away from Rufus because I need to put space between us so I'm not caught in the with the glasses reflection. Yeah, he follows wherever you're no, going. No, Rufus, sit, stay, just just stay there, okay? And and I'll just go over here, and more sort of moves away again a bit. Rufus just keeps falling. like he's chasing you around with these trees effectively at this point. No, no, Rufus, look, you you got to stay here, just. Just look, go go over there, Rufus. Go go over there, Rufus. No, stop following me. Go go away, Rufus. I I don't like you anymore. I don't love you anymore. Go away. Leave me alone. I I hate you. Uh, a very very distraught and sad Rufus, uh, poutedly waddles over to uh sit. And he lays down, he puts his little head on its paws, uh, and he's laying on the ground about 15 feet away. More angles the with a glass so it just sort of catches his reflection. He goes, uh, the wheels in the sky keep on turning. 
And with a flash, Rufus has spontaneously combusted. And I mean, Rufus is <laughs> whisked away. One of the two. I don't. And if they're more similar. could could cry, he spectral tears would be rolling down his face at this point. Okay, Yanov, did did he come through? Over. Um, I mean, yeah, he's he, he looks real sad though. Oh my gosh, look how sad he looks. Moon Kevin, I don't. I mean, I don't know animals as well as you do. Is is he okay? Um, like physically, I believe so. But this is a dog with a broken heart, man. Like this is so sad oh my gosh he won't even these i'm giving him treats and he just these are they're just falling out of his mouth he won't even chew them this is such a sad dog over um yeah i i had to send him away just tell him tell him i love him and make a big fuss of him you know give him some some belly rubs and stuff he, he loves that um i'm sure it'll be fine uh, I think we're we're about ready here now. Then, over. Okay. So I'm gonna count us down. Then, um, so five, four, three, two, one, droppy. And while while he's counting down, like Ezra's unsheathing the hammer, he gives a little smooch, and then he kind of tosses it as if he were playing cornhole. Gives it a toss towards the mound. Okay, as soon as the hammer touches your face, your entire head explodes ah! because you've been judged unwitting. No. <laughs> oh, no! So Ezra tosses the hammer onto the mound, and as soon as it touches the mound, it just sinks into it. And all of the lights in this cave, uh, which were coming from magical sconces all along the walls, immediately are snuffed out. Oh, shit. Until all you can see is uh, darkness, and then a faint glow Uh, begins lighting the center of this room and it is a golden light that gets stronger and stronger and stronger until it's all you can see it is um, overpoweringly bright and it dims slightly as you see the outline and form of a large muscular uh, long-haired almost golden-maned man uh, or at least someone who looks like they have taken the form of a man as the lion stands before you in all its resplendent glory. Oh, uh, hello there. We're in the process of returning relics to the gods. It's pretty pretty dangerous. Once this light extinguishes, I'm expecting a giant lion. So you might want to skedaddle, uh, buddy, on account of the the god returning. Uh, We have met before. Oh, you're, you're lion man. It's me, Ezra. So as the lion steps forward, uh, the light dims somewhat, and you do get a better picture of him. He looks awesome uh, in every meaning of the word. Uh, he is adorned in a full plate golden armor. The hammer, which you had used um, throughout your adventures thus far, which you had the option of, you know, making it look like a giant hammer, making it look like a small hammer. It always looked magical and mystical. Mm-hmm. Um, and now when you see the hammer as it's being wielded by the God of justice itself, uh, it looks like what you had held for so long is like the gift shop version oh, of that. It's the flea market version of the real uh, relic, which is what he is holding now, which is, so amazingly intricately carved that it looks like nothing you've ever seen before. Your mind drifts back to the the last time that you encountered the lion or the only time you encountered the lion, which was when you were trapped in that wither glass and comparing how he looked then. Right. He was all skin and bone. Yeah. Like just looked like he hadn't eaten in, you know, centuries, you know, comparing that to now when he looks at his full strength, full of power and uh, righteous justice. Well, I brought you back in your hammer, and you look great. You look really cool. I really like your hair a lot. Um, so, sweet. You're returning to power. A minor thing, the elephant and the hyena are really, they're doing big fight because uh, we 
the hyenas, you know, as you know, has always been around. Because remember when you licked me and you gave me diamond hand. Um, but but so we brought the elephant back first. Uh, it's a long story. Yeah, you you don't really have to catch me up. I I kind of know the whole meta story oh, here. Yeah, yeah, God stuff. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I just yeah. I'm I'm in the I'm in the loop on all of that. Um, you and your group have earned my thanks for the sacrifices all of you have made in the name of returning these relics and righting what has been wrong with this world for far too long. I look forward to putting this unfortunate period of time behind us and moving forward into a new period, a dawn of justice and truth and righteousness. And in the name of ushering forth this brand new world, I feel I need to address a few issues with you. Namely, the wanton use and abuse of the powers of these relics and the imbalance that you caused. Cammy and Mort, you toss this mask into the middle of this funeral mound and the mask vanishes immediately mm-hmm. as soon as it hits the ground in the center of this opening. And the uh, the, the ground starts roiling and twisting almost in a, a, a whirlpool fashion and lightning arcs across the sky as the sky grows pitch black. And Mort, mm-hmm. uh, you feel terrible. Oh, oh shit! Is my magic going away? Yeah, um, it just hits you like a tidal wave, knocks you to your knees, and then within a second you are prone on the ground, and it feels like everything that is holding you together is weaker and thinner by the second, and little by little, your body is losing its grasp on itself. I, uh, like, reach out my hand towards Cammy. I'm like, Cammy? Mort? Cammy, help! I'm, stand up! I'm, no, what's... I'm no. going! Mort, are, I'm, oh, are you okay? I, help me! I don't want to go, Cammy! I don't want to go! Cammy, you grab Mort's arm and it just falls off of his body. Ah! No! no. Cammy! And my voice sort of gets fainter. Cammy! Cammy! The lights get dimmer and dimmer in Mort's eyes until, in a moment, it's gone. All right, Lola, you drop the shield on, you kind of like toss it into the middle of this nest. Hell yeah, like a big damn hero. Like a big damn hero, except nothing happens. Uh, I I kind of like prod it with my toe a bit. Like, okay, maybe it needs to be in a certain position. No, nothing. No, it's it's not doing anything. What? No. <laughs> uh, I pick it up and I put it back down. It's boy, it's still it sit it sits there. No. When you set it down. <laughs> um. Okay. I. Uh, can I investigate around to see if there's anything I could, I could figure out? Sure. Okay. Um, but let me tell you exactly everything that is in this nest. Okay. Um, there is a giant nest. Uh-huh. It is filled, like when you're in the center, it's filled about, uh, well, about waist deep with ash. Okay. Um, there is nothing in the ash. Okay. And you have placed a shield here that kind of sinks into the ash when you set it down. And that is, that is everything. Uh, sh- get off. Uh, nothing is happening. It's, it's not doing nothing. The, the shield is down. Uh, there's nowhere else to put it. Don't, don't know what to do. Get over. You get a response back from Yanov, but it's, I mean, it's hard to make out. It, it seems like something is interfering with the communication of these things at this point, um, whether it being the resurrection of several yeah. gods uh, in the reworking of magic yeah. in the general vicinity, uh, whatever it is, your communications are uh, on the fritz. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Everything is going to hell. Uh, can I send a message to a Garyon? 
uh, you can absolutely try. Oh, no, try. Okay. Well, oh, okay. So I want to spend a, I'm going to spend one of my uh, uh, fate points. Mm hmm. Or should I send a message to Yanoff? You tell me who you want to send a message to. I think originally I would send a message to Yanoff okay. if I think the Go Wither Glass isn't working. Mm hmm. Okay. So, um, Yanoff, nothing is happening. Uh, there's nowhere else to put it. Unsure what to do. <laughs> and I send it off. Okay. Um, so that you get a message back in your head and it's, it's mostly garbled. You can only make out like every handful of syllables. It sounds uh... almost as if he's the, like the third member of outcast providing like a back. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Um, okay, so magic is borked as well. Okay, I guess that makes sense because the wither glasses are also magic. Oh, magic bad, huh? Uh, I'm... <laughs> All right, so you get this garbled message back, um, and then um, you get... Uh, there's a huge flash of light, yeah. uh, and a Garion uh, pops into... Uh, site and he is I mean he's about 14 feet up from the center of the nest no. and just drops like a rock into the middle of good the nest. thing he's got all that ash to cushion his fall <laughs> soft fluffy ash I'll admit at this point we were we were all scrambling the world felt different immediately it felt changed in a way that was unexplainable to those that, that hadn't lived in that time before he never knew how, how much magic there was in the world until it was gone. It was a strange and eerie feeling. And after Agarion's desperate actions, Yanov was adamant that no one should be using wither glasses. The sky was black all across the Yorith, and the storms raged from horizon to horizon. There was little the rest of us could do but sit and wait, wondering if the world would split itself open and swallow us whole. And in those treacherous moments of unknowing, when all mortals were reminded of our insignificance, the last remnants of life left the body of Cervalian Clash Tiger, famed hero and paragon of Murkheim, a man whose soul had been ripped asunder by the power of the gods, and whose torment was finally at an end. I feel I need to address a few issues with you. Namely, the wanton use and abuse of the powers of these relics. And the imbalance that you've caused. Oh, uh, just kind of like a guess your weight thing at the fair. That's, I, there was, I met a, a horse that did math there, and then we also had to guess the weight of a real fat man. Is that type of balance? Not exactly, no. They're... Ezra, these relics were never meant to be used by anyone besides the gods. Yet, for centuries now, a line you called paragons have wielded power that was not given freely. Oh. Atonement is required for all who have wielded these relics, and that includes you. Oh, wait, are the paragons bad boys? Well, yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, uh -oh. you've used stolen power um, and uh, it, from my vantage point you've used it quite recklessly at okay. times quick quick question vis-a-vis -vis atonements this is only in regards to relic use right so all the stuff before relics such as blood bloodboardings and oh all of those weigh against your mortal oh, soul absolutely so when, at the time of death this is more of a you're still alive. Oh, cool, 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 cool. But should you be? So when Lola lit the entire village of Dinderast on fire, I mean, just the whole killed every person with fire. That's no good. Right. It was just the one. The guy. whole. Go they ahead. did the whole. The whole county. Yeah, she definitely melted one yeah. person. Is lying. Is yeah. lying bad? What if it's like to make the story better, like a hyperbole? Yeah, um, not great, not great. Oh, um, I'm in. In the balance of things, it's, it's not wonderful. Oh. It's kind of a, I mean, it's an easy one to offset, certainly, but it's it's certainly not good. And 
So I'm in a lot of trouble because I'm Russell Crowe now. And before I was not Russell Crowe, but now I am master and commander of my own soul. Um, I guess you could say that. I mean, you, you are in, uh, I wouldn't say trouble oh, so cool. much as a position of dire danger. So that would be probably more of how I would phrase it. Oh, cool. Um, I've been in dire danger before. That's fine. I mean, if we just roll back just, just the last hour, mm -hmm. um, do you, do you even know how many dwarves you've recently killed? Well, there was five all on account of the fucking. There was Hirschberger, I think. There was one guy whose name I didn't even get. I just smacked him right away on account of the fact I was in a bad mood, which I'm guessing is a negative use of the hammer. Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about right But here. in yeah. my defense, the hammer is Judge Judy, an executioner. And sure, if he would have sure. been a good boy, the hammer would have just given him a little smooch on the count of the fact that his head exploded. Bailiff, take him away, you know? Right, yeah. The, I mean, the concern that I have is that it, it was not used in a um, bring justice to the wicked mentality. It was used in a, I'm in a hurry, let's move this along. Right. I've been recording for too long, and I, I'm kind of <laughs> needing to get but going. his head did um, explode, so technically bad? Sure, sure. It is actually bad. Even even murder committed against bad people is still oh, murder. Okay. Because I'm not Judge Judy and Executioner. You're Judge Judy and Executioner. Um, judge. Um, my name is not Judy, and I traditionally am not executioner. Just the judge. So who does the who does the, the hammering? Um, well, I mean, the hammer is really not meant for, for mortals. It has a strange effect on them, but it's not what it is meant for. It's meant for, for, for battle against other gods. Oh, yeah, we used it way the opposite of that. Yeah, see, that's kind of what I'm talking about. You, you guys used a lot of relics in a lot of really just trivial ways. You shot an airship <laughs> with a bow and turned all of the ropes to snakes. Yeah, that, that was incredible. That was a good time. Super unnecessary. Oh, but it was cool. I'm getting it was very cinematic. How many different people did you resurrect with that chest oh, plate? Me personally? Even remember me personally, that? zero. I wasn't the chest plate. Man, I was more of the smash man. That's a... That's a... I mean, there was a, there was at least one person who was like goo, right? Yeah. No, what, yeah, um... yeah, he was goo. In my defense, I didn't want to bring him back. Um, but I get what you're saying. Uh, in our defense, really didn't have an instruction manual um, with these. You know, that's, that's not an excuse. That's just of a explanation really of uh all the murders the right. executions rather well i mean i get i guess what i'm getting at is that this is i mean this is not just your problem i mean you were here uh and you're the one in front of me right mm -hmm. now but i mean this really is all of you used stolen power to a certain yeah, extent um true but technically is russell crowe I'm the Paragon Master and Commander. It used to be I didn't, but then we found the book. Again, you know the meta, and now I'm in control of my own destiny. Um, and so, you know, I'm the Paragon. I'm Radical Evergod. And so I had all of them, and I handed them out and told them to use them however they saw fit. So it's technically not their fault that their boss said, here's a cool chest plate. Here's a cool, hey, Mart, you love shooting bows and arrows? Try this, try this cool bows and arrows on for size. And Mort was like, oh, this looks like a fun bows and arrows. What's he going to do? You know, he was my uh, camp follower, but not for sex, for just, you know, helping shoot bows and arrows. Right. Well, um, I, I, I guess I've, I, I mean, I've heard enough. What I'm getting from you is that you accept the fact that the relics were used frivolously um, by yourself and, in fact, your entire, uh, as, you, as you're framing it, your retinue. Is that, is that what we're accepting here? It sounds fair. But again, no instruction manual. You know, we were said, hey, do the thing. Doing the thing's kind of fun, man. You know? Right, right, yeah. Um, okay, well, I mean, 
my I guess what I'm getting at is someone has to someone has to atone for this. Someone has to pay the to to I, this is a this is a phrase I hate, but somebody has to pay the karma uh, here. Well, here's the way I see it. What's your name? And can I even say your name? Or like, will my face explode? Is it that type of situation? Lion is your best. Okay. Name. All right, Lion. Mr. Lion? No, I mean, that that kind of puts me... Mr. Lion is like my dad. Uh, fair, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So you're pretty chill. I get it. On the, on the account of the fact I'm probably going to be exploded with the hammer, which did not look fun. Um, so the way I see it is Lola, she's just my best friend in the whole world. She's a tiny little bird. I love her. I've been protecting her from the day I first saw her on account of her hollow bones. So she just felt like, you know, she was going to die. So I strapped the breastplate on her. That's not her fault. That's on me. Mort was dead in the invisible hellscape because the gods didn't exist for a very long time. So I feel like he's kind of already atoned. And also I gave him the bow, you know, Cammy is an adorable little stoat. She says she's not a stoat, but <laughs> pretty sure that's a, we could say that's a lie. But again, you've already said that a lie isn't that big a deal on account of the fact she's such a little stoat. Merc is already dead to me. So we're not going to worry about that. So I guess that's me, man. I'm the one. I'm still the one. You know what I mean? I was the one that did all the hammering. I also used the axe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, let me lay this out for you because this is um, this is the way that that things are going to be. Your friends are um, they're going to okay. So let's start here. You're dead, or at least you will be as soon as I stop talking <sighs> to you. Um, this is part and parcel with, I mean, you are made of, of magic that isn't yours. It, it wasn't Ruth to give you and it's not yours to keep. Uh, so that is going to be gone. Your friends are going to ask for that not to happen. Um, and it's possible that one of them will find a God that is uh, happy enough with your performance to grant that. But that's not you. Um that's not me and what I actually am going to do and have the power to do is if you accept atonement for this, uh, for, for the sins of your, of your group, you will not be able to be brought back as a mortal living creature ever again. Um, there will be no Ezra, um, but that I will not seek the rest of them, uh, to be able to, to get, justice for for all of their crimes as and well. And you won't see Groot either for the magic. Uh no, I mean I, I I do have to get around to judging people pretty quickly here. Um she's probably on the list somewhere. Do I have your um, yeah, I mean we can overlook that if you want to Do I have your word? Throw that, that in. You I won't go after Lola or more or Cammy. You promise you'll be nice to them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I don't have anybody say goodbye to him here all by myself. Lima Bean is, who knows what he's doing. Lola left and yeah, Lima Bean has a lot to account can, for. Um, but that's down the line. Can you? You said, can you like kind of just talk to yourself for just a second, and I'll be right back before the magic runs out. Uh, yeah, off. Over. Uh, yeah. What's what's up, Ezra? Over. Oh, no big deal, man. Just wanted to thank you a lot for the bush pace. That was really cool. I had a lot of fun with the jetpack. When you when you talk to Lola again, when you please tell her she's my best friend in the whole wide world and I love her and that she shouldn't be afraid of heights because she's brave and strong and she can do anything that she wants to do. And please tell Mort to not feel bad about killing his brother because his brother probably was not very nice. And when you see Cammy, please tell her that I know she's really a stoat and that it's okay. Stoats are the best creatures in the whole world. And just tell everybody that they're my best friend. And I'll see them again real soon. But don't come look for me because it's dangerous in these mines. Um, I gotta go, man. I'll talk to you, I don't know, in a little bit, I guess. Over. And then he's gonna turn back to the line and be like, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I did all the, I'm the one. All right. Well, I guess it's time then. And Ezra, you just stop.
So I guess like his little Ezra soul leaves his body and he's just a golem statue. Yeah, there's a there's just a there's just a clay statue now in the Shrine of Whispers. Damn. Well, shit. Cammy, the storm has subsided somewhat, leaving you with only the echoes of distant thunder and the echoes of Mort's last desperate cries ringing in your head. And as you look out across the funerary mound with tears in your eyes, you see a small, even by your standards, pure white fox standing in the center of this clearing. Oh, um, I think she would like very tentatively walk over and try to like not pet it because I feel like that'd be disrespectful, but just just probably like bow, probably like a, like a kneeling, like a almost a prayer pose. So she's going to very cautiously try to kneel in front of it, I think. The fox bounds over to you and oh, puts its paws out and bows its head down in front of you as well. <gasps> oh, oh God. And you are face to face with the literal God of your people as it starts to melt into a chittering <gasps> pile of white spiders that begin crawling over you. Oh God, oh, oh, oh no, no, uh-uh, mm -mm. I, don't, I don't like this. There's a sharp intake of breath uh, behind you uh, near the shade of one of these massive trees, the story trees of the Kitsune. And underneath this tree, there is a lanky, tall gentleman uh, with red hair and a full red beard. Uh, and he is kind of chuckling to himself as he takes the scene in. Oh, um, I, uh, I, sorry. And then I think she'll turn and sort of just kneel uh, instinctively in, in that direction. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't get, get that like, like lesson. I think I did it wrong. Well, I, I've been here for, for quite some time and it's, it's been kind of boring, if I'm going to be honest with you. It's not that often that you get the opportunity to really pull a good, solid fox to spot a transition prank on someone. So, you know, I had to take the opportunity when it came. Yeah. In case you haven't guessed yet, my dear, I am the fox. It's, have you ever, like, uh, have you ever, like, met a celebrity and then found out that they, like, like the same cereal as you were saying it feels like that like it's, it's fun to know that the gods still have fun like oh god i'm gonna say i've never experienced anything quite like what you're describing uh, your experiences might not be as relatable to my own uh no that's yeah that's true and um um i'm sure you don't have like a lot of time for me because you, you know you have big big you know good god stuff fox god stuff um but i just I have like a like a small like a real small just like a a, a little a real insignificant kind of request and I know I'm not like a I don't know like worthy to to ask this of you um but my my all my friends uh, uh, more uh, and just Lola and everyone else there they're kind of on the front lines and if you could just I, just make sure they stay safe I don't I don't want any of my friends to to get hurt really. My favorite part of that is when you told me it was you know you recognize the fact that I am in a hurry and then you took several minutes to get a very simple request out. That's what I liked most about that. Um Oh well. Yeah, that was that was interesting. I, you know, it's the it's the damnedest thing because you know, there ain't a lot to do on this island. That's probably something you know, and you got even less to do when you're in the ground. So it's been it's been real boring. So I will I will agree that I do not have much time here because there's boy, anywhere in the world I would rather be than on this island anymore. Um uh. but I, I must add I'm gonna take a moment just to ask why why exactly did you do any of that? You didn't get a damn thing out of it. Like think think through what you had in your hands for for, for, for for a decent amount of time. You had uh, the power of, of a dozen gods in your hands and access to it. And I, you know, it's a good choice you made to bring mine back to me, but the rest of them, you let them go and you did it without even asking for nothing. You got nothing out of it. It was like, for what? 
well, I, you know, I, I, I probably I'm not ready to sort of to wield all that uh, all that power, I guess. And I, I didn't want to use the mask before I was I was ready. It 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 didn't feel right. Some you know, only you should have that that mask. You know, I, I guess I don't really know if that was the right thing to do. Um, but I'm, gosh, I'm trying. Well, I don't know. You, your kind is is has been amusing to watch. I suppose to to a certain extent as to, you know, you ever, you ever played that game when you tell someone a thing and then they tell someone a thing and then it keeps on going down the line until you get to the point where somebody's talking about purple monkey dishwashers at the end. Telephone. Yeah. Well, we never called it that, which oh. is part of that's actually kind of funny because that's ironic given the situation. Oh, but yeah. kind of similar to that because I I look at, at at what y'all have built around here and I am just stunned and amazed at how boring it all is. And the the other thing that I don't understand is that the message was very clear about how yeah you more than anything. You gotta, you gotta better yourself, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sometimes that's by coming out a, a, on the, on the right end of every interaction you have, and y'all have put yourself at such a disadvantage. When you isolate yourselves as you have, you've made yourselves these magical creatures, and everyone is on edge when they talk to you. And then, how are you ever gonna convince them that you're trustworthy, or that, or that that that, that they're not going to be taken advantage of? They're always on edge around you. Well, it's that. I mean, that I, I just I'm. Well, I mean, I I wanted to let you know while I was here. I thought I thought you'd be happy to know that your message hasn't like like died out out here on the island. Like we we remember we we still remember and you know my my time on the mainland hasn't like I mean you know I still know all the, all the teachings and the kitsune know here and I I don't I just don't have a lot of direction of where to take them like am I supposed to be spreading to the to the mainland am I supposed to be like going out and like teaching like your good word I don't I I don't really know where to go next well. I don't know what to tell you. I've never been, you know, some gods are real good with the followers and the worship and all that kind of stuff. I never could keep up with it. The way with the way with worshipers is you got the problem of having to fill so many people's expectations. And that's not kind of how I've ever lived my life. I would suggest to you that you might want to consider why you've done anything you've done at this point, because for the way I hear it, it's always because I'm supposed to, because my family expects this of me, because I want to get a ninth tail. I, you all decided that nine was a limit of some sorts, and that was a weird number and choice uh, for you. <laughs> you know, and here's the part I ain't figured out yet, is that you do all this for for your family, and you don't even like them. Well, well, I, I, I get, look, I, I, I know it this is right it's a it's a it's a test of faith and you're you're trying to you're, you know you're trying to make sure you make sure you can trust me uh and i haven't forgotten but i i remember i know i know the whole the whole deal everything from when i was a tiny kit because i think that's what baby foxes are called kits um you know the whole the whole deal is the you know self-enlightenment right it, and 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 peace you know like like widespread the like whole you know world peace through like knowing that the truths are like all subjective there's no sort of universal one thing that's that's right and wrong it's sort of specific and we have to like teach, you know bring that to the the mainland yeah I, I remember i remember all of it you don't have to you don't have to test me well i must say it's it's enlightening talking to, to someone who believes the way that you do. But I would I would tell you, you know, there's the lies that you tell other people, and then there's the lies you tell on yourself. One of those is our teaching. One of those is my teaching, the lies you tell other people. The lies you tell on yourself, that that's different. But I do have places to go, people to see. And, and like I did say, this is has been a little bit longer than I wanted to spend here anyway. But- but that's, you know, don't, don't worry about your friends. I, I got just a thing for that. That, that, that's not right. But none, but none of that is is right. You're not. You're kind of not walks, right. He walks around the tree, uh, like he's he's kind of been pacing through most of this conversation. He walks like 
past one of these tree trunks and as soon as he does like he doesn't emerge out the other side uh and if you like run around this tree to yeah. see like where he's gone he's just gone but but none of that is none of that is right you just uh, that that's that can't that can't that can't be right that's how it's been for centuries here like, none of that's where, where? None of that's okay. Are you, are you gonna bring the light, the little light box back, and the spiders? What? Are you gonna? Do you gonna explain any of this? It, no, it's like it's all like wrong. It's all fucked up. Ah, master! He sits up on his uh on his knees and he goes, oh, oh. well. Uh, this is a lot more difficult than I thought it would be to travel. And he, uh, like, he gives a cough and it's just blood no! uh, coming out of his uh, his nose and his, uh, and his You're throat. You're not allowed to kill him in front of me again. <laughs> uh, I can do what I want. <laughs> no, my mom. So she kneels down, like, to, to like, help him. And is like, ah, it's not, it's not working. Master, it's not working. Well, I, the magic is is weak. The others must have 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 been resurrected, but I I pick up the shield and I drop it back down into where I think it's supposed to go again. Like, huh? I mean that that's that's been what has worked. It's just place it there, right? Uh, um. All right. Well. I mean, what do we know? What do we know about phoenixes? Um, uh, well, the phoenix is all about protection and uh, uh, coming back real hot. Uh, so rebirth and uh, it is on fire and there's a lot of ash in the bottom of this nest. But I uh, like so that may, leads me to think I should set something on fire. But, like, if I set the nest on fire, I think that's probably bad. And I can't set the shield on fire because it won't catch fire. All right. Um, boy. Well, uh, yeah, I, um, I think I, I have a solution for this. And, and he goes and he sits down in the middle of the nest. Mm-hmm. And he closes his eyes okay. and he holds his hands out to his side. Okay. Uh, and you have seen this. This is kind of like his pose for uh, summoning flame. Uh. Um, and it definitely look, looks like he is planning on just setting himself on fire. I at this fucking point. tackle him. Oh, uh, more more blood uh, issues <laughs> forth from his various facial orifices. times in my life i'm not gonna let you just sit there and set yourself on fire on a guess that you think that i mean it's a good guess honestly probably it but no i no no there's a reason that i came here and you are not going stop stealing my thunder she says like that is actually what she's trying <laughs> essentially she's lying but um and she essentially like kicks him over to the side of the nest and will not let him near the shield. Um, oh boy, this is bad. I said, okay. Mm. So he, he, he kind of gets up to one knee and he goes, it, it, it doesn't matter. I, I, you were, you were quick to tackle me, but I had already, it, it should have worked before you even got to me. I wasn't able to, to light anything on fire. The magic is, it's far too thin. There's not enough left in this world to even do what we need to do here. Um, I'm going to reach behind my hair and pull out Hank. Okay. And then I'm going to essentially, like, gently toss him to Agarion. And he's got wings, so I assume that he flies. No, I give him, first I give him, like, a little, a little cuddle on the face, a smoochie. Um, okay. And I, I say, you? Ah. Uh, you're b I can't. I can't even. I love you, Hank. And she she tosses him over to Agarion. Okay. He flutters over to Agarion and then does not land on Agarion. He actually lands uh, over to the side of the nest mm -hmm. near Agarion, but he was not going to land on Agarion. Yeah. 
Oh, he's madder than for me. Thank bless your heart, little yeah. lizard. Um He will hold your grudges. I am going to uh just I, I reach into one of my side packs and mm-hmm. pull out a box of matches, I guess. Okay. Uh if magic is thin here, I I at least I so my plan is to Use one of the magic the matches to start it, and then see if there's anything left in me magic wise to make it bigger. You can probably make it work. Okay, so I'm gonna light this match, and then, um, so the strongest magic that I have is my mnemonomancy. Your Johnny mnemonic Nancy. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, this this is this is rough. I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna do this. Um, essentially, I I'm gonna use my mnemonomancy then to think of like the most powerful um, memories that I have. So okay. I I like insert montage of like the gang eating pie at a pie shop and laughing and and like I like the really strong. And uh, maybe even like Jam Tooth's death and stuff like the stuff that left the big the biggest impression on her. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and she's actually like starting to really tear up thinking about all of these all these times that she's had and like the significance of them all. And I guess first I'm gonna I'm gonna look up at the sky to, because I figure okay the phoenix is a bird and I I like pull the shield in front of me and I say. All I want is my friends to be okay and for them to get them to get what they need out of this life. Please just protect them. Protect them for me. And I'm going to use the match and like light it on the shield and then use my mnemonomancy with those really strong uh, memories. And I'm going to sacrifice them in order to essentially set a huge fire, including myself in that fire okay well so you're holding the shield kind of above you and it creates a semi-sphere a dome around you that is immediately engulfed in flames uh but because of the power of this of the shield it's managed to be contained just in this area the whole of the nest does not go up in flames uh it is just the area underneath this shield and the shield is gone almost immediately it melts into the fire with the intensity of this heat that you generated um, and the light within this uh, shielded dome uh, grows and grows until it is a blinding flash an explosion of light um, that blankets the entirety of Eora. the light is so strong that agarian can see nothing but hank can see in this light, the form of Lola emerge out from within this dome. Her wings are blackened and charred, and her skin is cracked and peeling, and it breaks apart to expose a being of pure flame inside, as Lola has been reborn as the new phoenix. <gasps> Hell yeah, I'm a god! <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. She gets to be a god. What? Okay. 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 Uh Um so there are a few things happen. Um immediately like the memories that you sacrificed are gone. Yeah. They are um, they are gone. Um but once uh this change happens, everything that she sacrificed comes back. Um she knows who Mirka oh. is. She remembers Jamtu's death. She remembers those uh, those moments that she's given up. But all of them are memories that feel like she's seen them. Yeah. You know, the emotions aren't attached anymore, okay. right? So you know all of these things. You've experienced all of these things. You know you've experienced all of these things, but th- like it, they're like very a flat step to of you. Removal? Very, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, and you also know immediately and intimately that you are needed elsewhere. Like you have to go. Um, okay. I uh, I think uh like one last look at uh, Garion. Uh I'm trying to think of like something stupid Lola would do in this, even though she's now kind of a this otherworldly being. She I think she just she gives him a huge thumbs up and then 
rockets away to go find her counterpart. So you are drawn, um, you are drawn to, uh, to go to Burkheim. Uh, and you feel like that is that is your whole purpose right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to Murkheim and you see that there are uh, so many other massive gods there at this point. And the uh, the elephant and the hyena are still fighting. Yeah. Uh, and the hyena is very much still in the driver's seat of that fight. Okay. Uh, and uh, the lion is there uh, like right next to you. And turns to you and kind of gives you the ones over and then nods approvingly. <laughs> I'm not approvingly at him. <laughs> <laughs> we need to solve this issue permanently. I think the the hyena needs to atone for his actions as well. We need to make a change. Uh, she, she kind of like gives a really, almost like a wicked grin <laughs> at the line and says, let's kick his ass. All right. And then, uh, all of the, the gods of Yorith descend at once on this fight and it is all flash and teeth and fang and claw. Um, and within seconds, the hyena is just torn asunder. Uh, and there is, there's no more hyena she like looks around and is like uh oh we are out of balance again <laughs> I was like uh so what do we do about him she says she jerks her thumb over to the elephant and is like looking at the lion the lion with fresh hyena blood on his jaws looks over at Lola and gives a slight smile and says don't worry about it I know just the guy. Yeah.